time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, guys, and welcome to the Gore and More podcast. This is your host with the most, and joining me today is Deborah Voorhees from 13th Fanboy, Friday the 13th, Part 5. You all know her. You all love her, people. Say hi. Hey there. Hi, TJ. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for coming on again. It's truly an honor every time you come on. Thank you. So, how was your week? Oh, I'm just as busy as busy can be uh, getting ready for our second uh, round of shooting with 13 Fanboy and um, enjoying the holiday season. Awesome. So I'm loving Halloween. So I got some awesome questions for you today that I think you're going to love. So the first one is, what is your favorite story from the set of 13 Fanboy so far? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. There's been so many. Um, I guess it was really interesting when Corey Feldman came on set. He pretty much just he took our basic idea of what we were doing and then completely ad libbed. <laughs> it awesome. it from there. And, you know, I, it was great. I absolutely loved it. He did a brilliant job. Uh, there was no way I was going to go now. Go follow that script because he, what he did was fantastic. So it worked out great. But yeah, that was that was pretty extraordinary. What has been the biggest challenge you faced on the set of Thirteen Fanboy? Oh my goodness, we've had some pretty big challenges. We really have. Um, gosh. You know, logistics is always a huge challenge. Um, we had to switch locations at the very last moment uh, that uh, took huge monumental feats. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, we, we, we made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> so Awesome. So Kane Hodder told me earlier this year that he filmed a fight scene with Vincent DeSani uh, for 13th mm -hmm. Fanboy. Can you talk about your experience working with them both? Oh, my goodness. Both of them are such wonderful professionals. They um, both of them are fantastic to work with. Um, Vince and I had already met in person and worked with him on our Indiegogo video. And I talked to him several times on the phone. But this was really the first experience I had with Kane. And um, he was just um a real delight, a very kind, caring man and a damn good actor. Um, the fight scene, you know, was uh, perfectly safe and everything, but boy, does it not look it. <laughs> it looks scary. <laughs> okay, so next question. Some of your cast came from Skeleton Crew Productions. Can you talk about your experience yes. working with them? Oh, yes. Um, uh, Deborah Sullivan, mm -hmm. she is Adam Marcus's wife. Brilliant 
actress. Uh, she played Detective Lori Evans. The character is named after my best friend since ninth grade. Okay. And um, she, she but uh, Deborah was just wonderful to work with. And uh, she brought uh, Will Dixon and Nigel Laws, and they both played cops, and they did a terrific job. Um, it, it was wonderful. They, they came in, um, did a terrific job. They were just so nice and so kind. It was so much fun. That's great. So outside of the amazing artists who made it, well, mm-hmm. who made where the where did the idea and concept and overall look of the killer's mask derive from? The mask itself? Well, I I started looking online because I wanted something that was very distinctive and that would be just strictly 13 fanboys. The fanboy. That's what we're really looking for is the mask for fanboy. And something that could carry over um, into, you know, more than one film. Something that would really excite the fans. And um, so I didn't want it to just be just the face. I wanted something more than that. So I started looking online and I found this interesting skull with large teeth and stuff. And I thought, okay, this is a good start. But now I need an artist who can actually do something unique and just run with it. And um, I uh, put out notices to a lot of the people in the horror community. You know, who do you suggest? Who do you suggest? And I sent out messages to several people. And uh, Marcio Charlie was among them. And he's a Brazilian special effects artist and, um, you know, a mask maker yeah. props type of stuff. And, um, you know, he just, he took it, he ran with it, made it his own. It became, it's just, it, it is a beautiful piece. I wish I could show the whole thing right now. In fact, Ron Sloan had this amazing piece of art made for me oh. and it's on, it's the mask on metal, but I mean, it's the whole thing right there. And I almost made a big blooper and I was like so excited about it. I wanted to go straight on to Facebook and show everybody. And then I was like, shit. I can't till after the film's released. <laughs> Marcio actually sponsors this podcast. Who does? Marcio Charlie actually sponsors this. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes, oh, that's nice. So uh, he's so talented. He is. All of his creations are definitely one of a kind. Very deep. Right. So, who are some people you would have loved to have involved in Thirteen Fanboy that didn't make it to the cast? Honestly, you know, I am thrilled with whom we have on board. Mm-hmm. I have zero complaints. Awesome. Okay. So what does the current production schedule look like for the for this film and when can we expect the long awaited release of Thirteen Fanboy? Well, we're, our goal is late 2020, uh, but um, you probably know with films, there's a lot to do. And um, once you finish filming, you know, there's more to do Yes. <laughs> more than the actual production side. Editing takes longer, especially in a horror film, because you have to have sound design and you have to have really good music and, you know, the horror um, music and stuff for it. And so it's um, it's not just you know, bam, bam, bam. Um, but we're hoping our goal is late 2020. Awesome. So when did you first meet Adam Marcus and how has that relationship evolved over time? Well, we've, uh, actually met online and, uh, we just, we've had several conversations and, uh, he's just, gosh, he's a really special man. I just love him. I really do. 
He's just, you know, very kind hearted, thoughtful. Um, he actually genuinely cares about people. Yes. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, he's pretty spectacular. Adam announced your involvement with Hearts of Darkness. Can you talk more about that? Oh, yes. I, you know, and I'm not sure exactly. I know he wants to interview me for it. Um, we'll, we'll find out exactly. I'm like, well, what can I, you know, contribute to this? And so I really don't know the answer to that yet, unless it's talking about, you know, because both of our franchises, our pieces of our franchise were bashed initially. Mm-hmm. But then later, you know, more and more love has been given to him. So it may have to do with that. And it could be discussing some of 13 Fanboy too. But um, I know he's got his ideas and I'm just going to roll with it. Anything Adam wants from me, I'm there for him. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So last question, both part five and Jason Goes to Hell are heavily criticized entries in the series. What is your response to the negative receptions of those films? Well, I mean – sometimes, you know, criticisms come and they don't always, I mean, I, I respect everybody's opinion, but they don't always really make sense Yes, because, okay, but part five, it just harkens back to part one. Yeah. It's the, it goes back to the original roots of that traumatized, um, you know, parent lashing out irrationally at everybody around them who had nothing to do really with their child's death. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then, um, with, uh, you know, Jason goes to hell. It's another interesting thing. On one hand, the fans will call out and say, we want something different. Give us something different. Oh, but it's not the same. It's different. <laughs> You know, and that's what Adam gave. I mean, it's really, to me, it's fantastic because you've got a slasher flick and a paranormal flick all in one, you know, possession flick. I mean, I I love the melding of what he did in that. I think any film that doesn't predominantly feature Jason Voorhees is going to get some sort of backlash. (laughs) And I mean, the first one, like you said, it doesn't even feature Jason Voorhees predominantly. Nobody has a problem with that one, though. It's, right, right. It's incredible. It's 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 interesting, but you know, if we're going to keep the series alive, mm-hmm. we have to make different go different directions. Because otherwise, what are we going to do? Forever keep going back to the camp and having kids killed all the time? Come on, we got to do something a little more exciting. And I think a little we're different. We're starting. I mean, to they see, were great at the time, but now we got to go someplace else. We're starting to see almost like a renaissance within our horror community here, where people are starting to find a new appreciation for these older films. I mean, look, you started oh, yeah. your Deb Voorhees group, and that's all all love for Part Five and everything that you do. And I started mm-hmm. the Jason Goes to Hell group, and everybody loves now Jason Goes to Hell in that group. It's right. We're finally finding well, and, our and I do think that there's less and less of that ugliness about it. Um, you know, I had so many people say, you know, at first I didn't like it because it didn't have Jason in it. But then I realized, you know, I love the film all the way through until the final reveal. So why dislike it? Yeah. Really. You know, and it's like, exactly. It's, you know, it's a slasher flick. It's a great slasher flick. It's almost like you know? filmmakers have to walk in a very fine line of uh, sticking to the same thing, but also kind of being ambitious, but not too ambitious. Because if you are, <laughs> right. there's a backlash, you know? Right. And I think that's the major problem with Jason Goes to Hell is it was such a right turn from everything that we expected. I mean, right. six, seven, eight tend to be, you know, the same slasher formula. And then Adam's like, I'm going to throw a wrench at you. And, right. <laughs> and people tend to shy away from that. 
Right, right. So uh, anything else about 13 Fanboy that you can talk about? Well, uh, 13 Fanboy, we're uh, working right now to get back up and going. Uh, it looks like it's going to be January that we'll be up and shooting again. Uh, we have uh, Dee Wallace coming on Ooh. for this, which we're super thrilled about. I mean, my gosh, uh, she's at uh, more than 200 um, films now, and um, she's also is in that uh, TV series, Just Out, Add Magic, Cujo, Critters, um, The Howling, Halloween, E.T. Um, I mean, the list just goes on and on. It's pretty spectacular. She's uh, still a very much so in-demand actress. Um, you know, people just love her. And uh, then we uh, have uh, C.J. Graham, who played Jason in Part 6, coming on board for this one. We have... Um, Let's see. Uh, Judy Aronson will be coming back. Um, boy. Uh, yeah, there's just so much going on. We're so excited about it. That is awesome to hear. Thank um, you. I can't wait for this film. and I know a lot of other people and our, our listeners are. Well, we actually just did a review of your teaser whenever it dropped. Uh, the 13 fanboy teaser scared the shit out of me. Uh, that, oh, that yes, yes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. But uh, thank you for coming on the Goremore podcast. This will be definitely well, thank you. helpful to both of our campaigns. The Heart of Darkness campaign, everybody, is still going on. We are almost at 60 percent and yes. we have four days left. Anything you want to talk about that, Deb? Oh, yeah. Guys, get out there and support this film. This is a fantastic film. This is going to be answering a lot of your questions. You're going to learn a lot of things about Friday the 13th. So much uh, happens in the horror community because of horror fans. And, um, you know, studios don't embrace this enough. Mm-hmm. And so it's because of horror fans that allow a lot of these films to be made and uh, become a part of not just something, a product that's delivered to the horror community, but a product that is delivered by the horror community to the horror community, which is fantastic. Absolutely. And the, the level of fan involvement with these Indiegogo campaigns is just incredible. You get to directly engage your fan base. Right. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I love the horror fans. They're just, they're really being able to hang around with all these cool, fun kids, you know, Uh, everybody just enjoys having fun and dressing up and it's pretty fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Do you have any uh, convention appearances planned for later this year? I have one coming up in March, but um, right now I'm just concentrating very hard on, um, on 13 fanboy. I've got a lot to do. (laughs) Awesome. So uh, where can all these uh, wonderful listeners find you? Uh, The easiest way to find me is going to be in Deborah Voorhees Sheer Horror Group on Facebook. Um, I also have a uh, website for my film company, which is Mm VoorheesFilms.com. And so those are probably the two best. I, you know, I have a personal page, but, you know, Facebook has you maxed out at 5K. And I'm maxed. And so that's (laughs) why I did the horror group is to give fans a place to go. Awesome. And that's where I honestly, I'm more, I spend more time on that page than on my personal page. So you're better off in the horror group. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the Gore More <laughs> podcast. It was very informative and lovely having you on again. Thank you so much, TJ. Take care. Yep. See you guys. See you on the next episode.